Take it away, Derek. What's your question? Why do you guys talk about comics so much? Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? 18 years. <laughs> Toothbrush is still fresh. Did they have sex? Because, I mean, she Hulk, you know. Damn it, Tony. We went an entire episode without mentioning Maggot, and then you ruined it. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? Batman's got his little fishbowl on his head, but Superman doesn't. Cyclops was right. Except when he was wrong. Master Bruce, you are calm. I'm going to silently judge all of you. Shut up, beast. Shut up. <laughs> like I've read it so many times, you know, it pretty much just crumbled in my hands. Come on, old chum. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? See, I didn't hate Hellcat until you made me read this miniseries. It was just a joke, but you made it real, Justin. No. You made it real. I, I prefer my Dazzler singing, like, Creedence Clearwater Revival songs at Australian bars. Titty discs in it. That's what to be known as from now on. Like, I'm going to go <laughs> into the Marvel Wikipedia and whatever it is. The <laughs> <laughs> get better than that. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? Hey guys, welcome back to another demon-tastic, pentagramorific episode of Comics, motherfucker! Do you read them? Hey, what's up guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your infernal hosts tonight, but I am not alone. The, the arty to my leech is here tonight. Why don't you give a shout out and let everybody know who's here? Uh, thank you, sir. Um, you can call me Tony, but if you're feeling a little bit randy, you can call me Martha. <laughs> Martha. Yeah, I, 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 I forgot about all this when you pointed it out, but yeah, I, and, and now I've been, like, saying that to myself, you know, Martha, you know, <laughs> Martha. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's how they, yeah, that's how they talk. They, 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 they. They, they, when they're not busy stuffing their faces with babies, they they have a lisp <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. So in case you haven't figured it out, um, we're going to be talking about Marvel Comics limited series titled Exterminators. This is a limited series that comes from the pages of X Factor, as the the cover of the first issue proudly declares. And if you if you'll if you'll notice. Yeah, yeah. If, you'll, if you'll notice, every single issue of this limited series is a tie-in to, I, I'm just going to say it, is is one of the greatest X-Men crossovers ever, Inferno. I, I read these off the stands, like these technically for me are, are Spinner Rack comics, so I, I'm, I'm excited to, to talk about them and everything. But did you, did you want to give like a, a synopsis of the four issues? You know, like are we, are we kind of... Did you want to do it one at a time, or do you want to just kind of do the whole enchilada and give give everybody a va you know the 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 bare bones of what it's about, and we're going to discuss it? Like, I'm not sure. How, are we doing it one at a time or all at once? Um, I I think uh the synopsis would be good. We could like cherry pick some good moments from each individual issue. Basically, so this flame ignites Inferno, as uh, they like to say. Inferno was a huge crossover event with mainly the X-Men, but it did branch out into other comics as the uh, mega event tended to transpire. But uh, one of the key actual comics was Exterminators. This group, in their first time as a team, more or less, in their unlimited series, is made up of Skids, Rusty, Flame Fist, also known as Fat Fuck from Deadpool 2. God, I'm sorry, Rusty. You have Richter, you have Artie and Leech, and you also have Taki, who is a new character introduced into this thing. And basically, these are X-Factor cast-offs, more or less. And when I say that, I don't mean it to be rude, but that's what's happening in the first issue. Rusty is going to federal prison because he's been kind of a... Uh, more or less pegged as being a terrorist. Skid Blevins is, you know, wanting to be with her boyfriend, but it's not going to happen. Artie and Leech are underage, so they're going to go to a mutant home. Not like Xavier's, but just for kids with special needs. Richter is kind of doing his own thing. Boom Boom is kind of doing her own thing. She goes to a preppy school, which she is not a fan of. <laughs> It's just basically all these disparate X-Factor cast-offs 
who uh, eventually come together because Inferno is coming. And this is the big tie-in. There's a storm a-brewing, and it's basically conducted by Mr. Sinister with help from Sim, a demon from the Limbo Realm, where Ilyana, Peter Rasputin's, Piotr Rasputin's sister, gets a lot of her power from. She's a mutant, and she's also the demon child. Who knew? Shit happens. And he wants to get the Sword of Belasco. And with Sinister's help and his cajoling, we have Sim as a partner. And there's also a new villain introduced in Exterminators, and that's Nastor. Nastor is a somewhat lesser demon, but very powerful, and he's our main antagonist. And he's basically tasked with grabbing 13 babies who have innate power to bring forth the Inferno fully. So this is where we start, and to really get the ball rolling, the demons aren't really smart under Nasir's control, so they think Artie and Leech are two of these babies, even though they're not babies. <laughs> I mean, you know, the description that they were given was small and bald, right? So they're and just, they're, they're trying their best to do what they can, and Artie and Leech are certainly small, and they're certainly bald. They... They don't know that they're not babies. So I, you know, hey man, I, I, I think all the problems started with upper management, you know? I think, I think this is Nastier's <laughs> fault, you know? Yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely middle management. But due to this, them being, you know, accosted and like causing trouble with people that they know, we bring in the whole team. And so there's the exterminators born and basically the next few issues of this limited series is this ragtag group of teenagers and younger uh, kids trying to do their best to stop Nastier from basically taking these babies and trying to at least slow Inferno. But it's it's not as easy as it seems, and they have to get a little bit of help near the end. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll go into that final issue, uh, I guess, as a as a. You know, not a twist, but a a a, a welcomed uh, cameo. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're saving it for later. Okay. Well, like, okay, so this is this is interesting because the 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 mini series itself is written by Louise Simonson. The consistent penciler of the four issues is John Bogdanov. I I feel like the unsung hero of the first issue is and I'm going to keep doing this now cuz now I I every time I see this I notice it and it's always good whether he's inking Daredevil or doing Star Wars or what have you but he he inked a ton of Marvel comics and on at least in the first issue Al Williamson did some of the inking along with Al Milgram now I guess Al Milgram inks John Bogdano for the the rest of the limited series but some of these early pages of all the the, the demon stuff in Limbo and even like when the, you know, Nastier and the demons first show up in, you know, basically in the Earth realm, for lack of a better term. Like that that old guy, he looks like, um, he he looks like, uh, why can't I think of the guy's name now? He, he, he's, he, a, he's, he's a William Haynes. Uh, yes, yes, thank you. Back. That's that's totally what I was thinking of. Like he looks like Will, William H. Gaines and then, and then he gets... He gets eaten. Well, it's it's weird. Like, he doesn't really get eaten. Like, I guess he does. Like, th this was interesting because it's like, y y it's funny how... They, they, they like devour humans, but they turn into demons. Yeah, and, and, and it, there's something horrific about it, but yet sort of comics code approved about it too like it's it's so interesting it, it, it's like they eat their soul and they leave the bad part and and i remember thinking that was so creepy you know like 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 that you know it, yeah. it's it's almost like when the 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 one guy bruno and swamp thing takes the the biorestorative formula and they say it just makes you more of what you are so like in that movie alec holland turns into swamp thing and arcane turns into like this big wolf guy with a fucking purple jumpsuit for whatever reason and then bruno turns into like this tiny little i guess uh 
goblin looking thing or whatever and that that's kind of what this reminds me of it's like most people at their core are just these these easily manipulatable you know goblins or demons or whatever right yeah like, he's, he can't even say anything this this well he's he's called bill but it's i think it's definitely a callback to uh yeah. the the uh EC horror stuff yeah that's totally it's totally a nod to that and I, I of course i don't think i caught that at the time i was reading this but i mean now it's <laughs> it's oh, yeah, yeah it's super obvious i don't what, what do you think about like it, it's interesting because i you know i i've probably gone on record and said this a number of times and i don't you know i'm 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 generally pretty kind when it comes to art and everything like that but I, I think I, I've been on record as saying, like, especially when they had the, the Superman triangle, you know, issues and stuff, like, John Bogdanov was the guy who did the Man of Steel title, and I, I think, no matter who was doing those triangle titles, you know, usually for me it was like Tom Grummet was my favorite, and then maybe following that, Dan Jurgens was my favorite, and then, you know, the, the action comic stuff would change, you know, sometimes it was Jackson Geis, sometimes it was, I think, uh, Bob McCloud, you know, like, there were different guys who did that, and I thought, you know, okay, that's, you know, but usually, you know, you know, unfortunately, like, usually last on my list was, was John Bogdanov, just because I thought, you know, it's like his style, I think, is what, what was my, I don't know, I, I guess, turn off, or what, you know, it's like, he, he did much more cartoony stuff, and I think, like, that, that became obvious, like, when you would see stuff like Panic in the Sky, because, you know, Captain Marvel would be the cartoony Captain Marvel with the kind of, you know, the, those those black slits for eyes. It wouldn't be a realistic portrayal and stuff like that. And and it's interesting because, like, in, in the early pages in this, it's certainly cartoony, but then Al... He does a lot of, he does a lot of good cheesecake poses, I'll say that. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's cartoony, but then I think, like, the Williamson inks, I'm guessing or on like the first at least the first seven pages if not more because there's all this like atmospheric kind of you know like the the limbo looks creepy there's there's all this rendering think, and shading in the, the graveyard looks really good yeah yeah and 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 i guess you know in some de to some degree some of the cartooniness especially fits for you know, characters like Artie and Leech, like they're, they, you know, the, the characters are all very expressive. I mean, I think even, even Boom Boom and Richter kind of come off as a bit caricature-ish, you know, and, and, you know, or, or like when they go to the boarding school, like all the, the preppy boarding school kids are kind of, oh you God. know, almost mad magazine level of, of, you know, uh, parents. Yeah, like like caricatures or, or whatever and everything like that. I mean, it, it's interesting because most of these characters, I guess if you'd been reading X Factor, you know, you, you, you would have been introduced to, you know, like 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 you said, Rusty Firefist, you know, Rusty Collins, you know, in, in the early, early, early issues of X Factor. I feel like it was what, but the first issue, the second issue, I forget. He's like one of the first mutants yeah. the the quote-unquote exterminators that's where they get their name from yeah, right the original exterminator yeah, yeah yeah and and he's one of the first guys they they quote-unquote capture or retire or whatever they you know whatever their cover story was but you know they're secretly you know i guess helping him you know to uh to control his powers and all this other stuff so he he was he was a wall from the navy and, and when you come to this you know he's he's i guess bringing himself back into the custody of he's atoning for his crimes yeah yeah, yeah. and so there there's this kind of tearful farewell between him and skids and you know Artie and leech are obviously like sad that their buddy's going away you know like all that kind of stuff and and it's interesting because then they kind of split up some of these kids because like they were all kind of you know buddy buddy and hanging out on you know ship with x factor and, and they, they were a team but they were a group they were a family yeah. yeah i mean i mean they were they were essentially i mean you know for lack of having a xavier school for gifted youngsters i mean they were they were the new mutants to x factor or the 
you know, the, the, the younger generation, you know, of kids, you know, but they're, you know, obviously yeah. X Factor didn't have its own school or whatever, but they, they, they lived with X Factor on the ship and, you know, got trained by them and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, at this point, they're kind of, they're kind of breaking up the band, I guess, you know, Rusty's going back to jail, Skids, Boom Boom and Richter are getting sent to this, I guess, preppy boarding school. And then Artie and Leech are going off to uh, a school for, I guess, young, you know, uh, I don't know, gifted, gifted or children or something like that. And, and and that's where they meet um, Takeshi, right? Like, the, and they call yeah. him Taki. And he, 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 he too turns out to be uh, a mutant who, who hangs out with the team. And who doesn't? a mutant at first and then he uh yeah like like you know he's he's uh i guess well he's japanese he's he's wheelchair bound right so so there's there's that aspect to his character but he's also quite um he's really smart but he's also kind of an asshole (laughs) yeah yeah i mean he's got that learning curve where you know he, he comes across as like he's sticking his tongue out and being mean to the new kids because Artie and Leech are the new kids. And then, you know, there, there's hints at that, that, you know, the, the technology he uses, the, this, this kind of souped up high tech wheelchair he has is partially powered by his, his mutant powers because anytime he gets next to Leech, like, you know, basically shit starts going wrong for him and everything. Well, I, I think it's like kind of a, uh inference that like he thinks he's just really good at building stuff and then like you said when leech gets next to him and leech's power is actually a really an an interesting power because he can't turn it off he is always a damper on meetings the best he can do is pull it in as close as he can but uh at any given time if he is sad or or stressed, it'll project outward more, and it'll kill your powers. And I guess when he does does that to Taki, like you know, Taki begins to be like, "Wait, why do you always break stuff when I'm around me?" And then he's like, "Well, wait a minute, you know, like it kind of it kind of dawns on him as like uh, when the kids are taken, he's like, you know, I got to go save them, and he like you know, you know, transforms his chair." Yeah, his chair like, becomes you know, this kind of cool, like souped up uh, adventure mobile and all that other kind of stuff, you know. And 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 he's almost like a, you know, a, a, a junior forge, right? Like you know, this this kind of, you know, and and of course his code name becomes Whiz Kid, right? Because he's a tech whiz and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I I, I think I I mean yeah, I I I know he's he's rough around the edges when it starts, right? But th- there's some there's some fun stuff where him and you know him and Artie and Leech like they 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 do they bond they, they, they do become... bond they they have some kind of connection so that when they they do get abducted by these idiot demons that no don't know the difference between Artie and Leech and and newborn babies which is basically what they've been tasked with collecting right because Nastier wants to he I mean basically by the end of the miniseries the goal is they're 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 putting a pentagram, a magic pentagram in the sky, and at all the points of the pentagram, they need these newborn mutant children to they, they to serve mutants. as I mean, conduits, they, right? All wanting mutants, but like Artie and Leech are not babies. Yeah, that's, right, that's right. Well, that, that's the idea. They, they need to be pure. They need to be newborns or something like that. And so I guess he's got this lieutenant uh, that's named Crotus, and and there's some yeah. subplots with him where you know the you know they're they're I I think that you know basically I think his goal Crotus's goal is he wants to eat Artie and Leech so they 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 turn the I mean that subplot basically is you know. I, I mean, I have this image in my head where in the, you know, in the later issues, eventually it gets to the point where, you know, Taki convinces Nastier to, I guess, not only spare his life, but the life of Artie and Leech and, and these newborn babies to a point, right? Because 
the the problem i guess that nastier has and they try to establish this in his initial battle with sim is that they're both i guess competitive demons in limbo but i Nastier I, is strong is powerful well, but you, he's you, you get the vibe that sim is megatron right like sim's been in charge for a while he he knows that you know uh Ileana's and losing control of the transmode virus of so. limbo, and yeah, he's got this transmode virus, which is like you know, I don't know, th- th- for for to keep the parallel alive, you know, it's it's like his fusion cannon, so that's his upper hand. And Nastier is more Starscream ish, maybe, except for he's he's he he's more about using spell books and casting spells and using magics and everything and he's good at it but for him it takes time and time is what he's low on and and then because Taki's this whiz kid and he can also innately you know his mutant power is to sort of you know figure shit out basically yeah and and so the, you know the the guy Crotus basically brings him Wizkid, and they're like, "Well, this you know at first the reaction is you're even more of a moron. Like you guys brought me Artie and Leech, and I told you that was wrong, and now you bring me an even bigger kid. Like what the fuck's the matter with you?" But he's like, "Look, check this out, is Mother. <laughs> he's like, check this out, yeah. Mother. Like he can you know he has this thing. It's like it's a computer, and it can help you make the spells fast." You know what I mean, and 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 of course he misunderstands because yeah, because he hears you, that yeah. a computer has a spell checker, and really it's to check the spelling. But but I, I guess the principle is <laughs> yeah. is sound too, though. Like like he's like him have computer mother. It it am check spell, you know, and 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 that whole thing. But they they eventually. You know they can make ship go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're 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 a bit pack led and all that kind of stuff. You know, you know, I I had forgot about in the initial issue though is you know when all this stuff goes down, you know Artie and Leech get kidnapped and Taki reaches out to the other kids from X, uh, the X Terminator kids, I guess because he can't really get in touch with anybody from X Factor because all this Inferno bullshit is going on. And yeah, and when they all sort of. Uh, forge an alliance together the first thing they decide is that they have to go bust Rusty out of jail and it, it kind of reminds me because I was on I was on another uh, show the the unpacking of the power pack and we were talking about the acts of vengeance stuff you know and I was kind of you know I, I know some people you know they're kind of like oh Rusty you know like that 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 kind of thing and but but I mean, and I said it jokingly, but it's it's very true here. Like they're breaking him out because he's their leader. Like it's like they're like we don't quite know what to do, but but Rusty's our leader. He'll know what to do. He's even had military experience. Like everybody's like all on board with breaking Rusty out of jail because he's the guy who's gonna sort of you know, show them the way and all that kind of stuff. And he's also had an arc, you know, he was kind of uh, unaware of how to use his powers, you know, he was a pyrokinetic, and, you know, he would just light shit on fire, but with being with X-Factor, he kind of learned how to control it, and, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, you fucking haters, but he was learning under, like, Scott Summers, a great leader. Yeah, So, yeah. I'm I mean, sure that rubbed off on you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least that's that's how they were trying to play that in this. I mean, I think I think unfortunately, you know, the, the uh, I guess spoilers them them getting incorporated into the New Mutants, and then you know, I guess what would happen after Acts of Vengeance, you know, yeah. when they when when Rusty and Skids become part of the uh, Mutant Liberation Front, then they kind of get you know Maxi Zoom Dweeby brainwashed, and that's kind of the end for them, right? Like they're they're no longer these yeah. these kind of um uh, for lack of a better term they're they're no longer these you know noble sweet and innocent kids right but in in this context they, they, the story is they feel betrayed but like who really betrayed them really yeah yeah well i don't know i i i kind of think they they there were they were characters that without somebody like louis simonson writing them there 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 wasn't 
somebody they shepherding the characters, you know, so they they kind of became disposable, I guess. But but in in this con in this context, what would be a cool thing? Make Rusty and Skids bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in this context, though, they are you know the, these are the lead characters and everything. I mean, you know, yeah. the, the I, I I would go as far to say that like Rusty and Skids kind of in a way have a Mr. Fantastic Invisible Woman kind of a mm, thing. You know? I can see that. I mean it's funny that you mentioned yeah. that too, because even when, when Taki makes the little the little sled that, that Boom Boom can power with her her explosive, you know, uh bombs or whatever. I mean even even th- that shot of them f- flying around in this little kind of floaty car or whatever is very fantastic ish right? Like that they they all can hang out together and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, they, 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 and, and that's the thing. It's like these guys, like, you know, I think this was like a really good uh, experiment back then is like to take characters you wouldn't really care about normally and try to give them the spotlight. And I, I think they did a really good job with that because Rusty does come off pretty cool in this. He seems like a very capable leader uh skids comes off very maternal she cares about uh, Artie and leech and like you said taki he is the, the 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 lone wolf you know he doesn't care about a team at first but uh he totally gets on board boom boom like is you know i would say her wolverine but uh what's the best way to put her she she's like our 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 you know our our quick-witted wise cracking you know superhero yeah and, I, mean, uh, I mean she's she's very much uh a, well it's interesting especially in this like i mean they tried to update her in the 90s but i mean she was very much that what cindy lopper madonna like kind of irreverent you know like i mean they they just took it to the extreme it's like imagine you know madonna and desperately seeking susan can like create an exploding time bomb and stick it in your pants you know what i mean like that's that's basically what boom boom was right and i mean they 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 play off of that when they're trying to they're trying to costume all the characters you know they give they give rusty and skids and and richter their their costumes and stuff so like you know they play with that idea that they're you know because i mean i I guess that's a trope in team books like i mean i was just reading a bunch of new warriors and it was like you know namorita was like super excited to redesign firestar's costume and do that whole thing and and they have a similar sequence in this miniseries where you know tabitha's you know excited to to create the costumes for skids and rusty and richter and everything I think when you have these legacy characters, and even if they're not like legacy as far as, uh, you know, direct lineage, it's not like the Justice Society, but these are the next wave of mutants, you know, the next X team. Yeah, yeah. You have to have that graduation moment where it's like, you know, I'm not just a student, you know, I've I've got a costume, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a real X man, quote unquote, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. a hero. Yeah. Yeah, which is like, yeah, yeah, it's a good moment. Um, I will say, uh, during the whole Inferno story arc, which we will not talk about, we're talking about X Terminators, but uh, Neaster uh, is like, he's actually a really good villain in this, I think. Yeah, yeah, he is. I mean, he, he he's he's creepy, he's disturbing, but there's also like, he's he's sort of working towards a goal and i mean you know all honesty i mean he's he's the winner at the end of this limited series right like i mean he pretty much i mean he he pretty much succeeds in his his goal i mean you know that that's something i was wondering about was like i i don't know that i noticed this so much when i was a kid but i mean there, there is some interesting parallels to I don't I don't know what the right thing to say is but like like there there's some kind of I don't know like like morality thing or or you, you know like in, in its own way like you know how the EC stories would try to you know 
maybe tell you a lesson or something, you know what I mean? Like, or like, you know, maybe like Twilight Zone would try to impart some kind of life lesson or whatever. And I feel like some of the life lesson in this is like, don't leave your fucking baby carriages alone, like type lesson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like it's like there are these, you know, the the the, the Artie and Leech get get taken by the the demons and the goblins, and then there's this this kind of like awkward like scene where the the, the a bunch of kids are, are are you know playing. I think what like uh, laser tag or some shit. And right, and then yeah. and then they get you know uh, sort of lured away to play laser tag and then and, you, and before John, you know John it goes fucking ape shit with making the like fucking babies they do get look cherubic and fucking angelic as shit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's something that's something to to uh, to be proud of. I mean, it, I I know in a lot of cases people often criticize you know when when people draw children and or babies or, or, or what have you you know teens versus adults that they you know so, sometimes you know to some people you know it's like that there's not much of a distinction between the ages and everything but i mean i i think what you've said is is very true like the there there are babies like literal newborn babies and baby carriages and then there's like little kids playing laser tag and then you know somebody like talkie would be uh, contemporary with those little kids but then Artie and leech are kind of of a different age and you know rusty and skids and brichter and boom boom are more teens right so they're they're also a different yeah. age but not quite adult and I, I i think that's all at the very least uh you know a, a successful portrayal of of those different ages you know I, I i would say the oldest member is probably rusty i think yeah, yeah, and 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 that comes across in 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 the art, the fact that they all look up to him in the writing, you know, like so. I mean, he's he's probably the the most quote unquote adult looking of of the team, and, and, right? And he's been taller than Richter, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, some some of this is very heavily influenced by Ghostbusters. I mean, I think they even call it out, yeah. right? You know, like the the whole inferno thing, like like stuff coming to life, the the phones, like like laughing at people and shit like that. You know, the, you know, you talk about how it the inferno, you know, crossed over into all these different titles. You know, like you know J Jonah Jameson, you know, beating mailboxes with a baseball bat or whatever the fuck was going on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daredevil going on the the F train and it turns into this gigantic snake demon thing or whatever and burns off half of his costume and all that kind of stuff you know so there's 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 lots of kind of demonic uh imagery and i guess getting back to to Taki's bargain with nastier like eventually it gets to the point where he he has all these demons bring him all this computer equipment for the spells but by the end of it it's like it's almost like this this Phantom of the Opera looking organ thing that's the computer, you know, like this this kind of yeah creepastic looking thing that that makes these spells, but but like it's it's some kind of machine, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, it's it's some kind of you know organ grinding computerish thing or whatever, you know. But you, you almost had to think, like, you know, with Nasser being Nasser is like, you know, like, make it look evil. <laughs> right, right, yeah. You know, make it look cool, make it look evil. <laughs> well, and I, I guess, like, by this point, since you said that, you know, like, he's, you know, controlling Taki as best he can, you know, to, like, do his bidding, you know. He, he, he's got him over a barrel, you know, he's like, you know. But yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't have much choice. It's like, it's like the demons are going to eat all of his friends and the babies and all this other stuff. So it's like, and, and I think also, Taki doesn't really have much of a concept of what he's, he's building for Nastier. And what it turns out, again, is it kind of what we briefly described, you know, this, this Pentagon with the 13 newborn babies and they they are i guess what 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 does he say mutant infants who because of their purity and openness are natural living power conduits who cannot block the flow of power who won't know now to shut it off 
so so ba- basically the the point is he's he's opening a giant you know limbo disc portal like Ileana does in the new mutants all the time but he's opening this gigantic one over new york city so all these demons can spill out into the city yeah. and 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 you know they can start their i don't know invasion their their occupation of new york city you know and then and then i i guess at that point you know he yeah. he's won right because because by the the fourth issue you know the the portals open and and there are all these demons and everything and i guess i guess it's unfair to maybe solely put all the credit in the hands of nastier but i mean i guess if you were reading the new mutants title at the time you'd see how you know magic iliana is manipulated into assisting with that on the other end of you know on the They're limbo like end of things hurting, but they they needed nastier to do that though. yeah yeah so so but i mean in, in terms of this miniseries like nastier is the essentially is the victor right and by the fourth issue like you sort of you know you alluded to we we do get a saving grace the newest generation i guess gets help from the second newest generation, the new mutants come in to help save the day. At yeah. least try. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, 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 this is, I guess this is their, the, uh, I, I, I would imagine the powers that be, whether it's the, the, the writing team or the editors or whatever, I imagine they're like, okay, look, these exterminator kids, like you said, they're, they're graduating. They're going to be a, a team of their own. We're we're gonna give them this this mini series, you know. But it it seemed like they always, or I guess you know more accurately with Marvel, a limited series, right? So they would have their own series for a limited time. But but it almost seems like, based on the New Mutants guest starring in the fourth issue of X Terminators, it it seems like they always had the end game or the end goal of of merging the the two teams together you know and that's why they were that's why they were introduced to one another in this finale right so that that the two teams could could sort of pull a a fusion or a hybrid or whatever do you know some of these guys like the new mutants do you know who boom boom is because of fallen angels yeah and it's funny too because because they 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 refer to that but then there's there's also that sense of disconnect where Sunspot's kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, right. I I remember you, yeah, you and oh, sort of, you know. But like, boom, boom's like, you remember me, you know, like type thing where it's like, yeah. you know, it's almost like he's embarrassed that he hung out with her in the Fallen Angels or something, or at least that's the that's the vibe you get because because she says she, she says uh, she's like, yeah, great to see great you, job. you know, like so, yeah. But 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 at the same time they do work together pretty well. Again, R.I.P. Warlock, probably one of the most powerful new mutants ever. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. And he always comes through through a pinch. And Cannonball is great in this. Cannonball comes off like a real leader in this fucking issue. He's doing a lot of coordinating with stuff. And then Takashi uh, Taki, he, he he makes this giant biplane quadruplane thing. That, I mean, that's also very, very fantastic for, like, the the way that yeah. the Fantastic Car could split into little separate cars, and, and he's got this thing where, like, all, all six of them are in this biplane, and then they each split off into individual yeah. little planes and everything, and, you, you know, that that's uh, another thing, the funny part about Boom Boom waving high to sunspot is you know sunspots driving the plane trying to figure it out but he's got i forgot you know he's got gossamer in the the plane with him and like i forgot about her but she's like you know she was a pretty cute character and everything and she was she was a fairly recent addition to the group but like it's almost like you know he's got his little girlfriend with him in the the plane too so that's kind of why maybe you know it's like he yeah, doesn't, I, I, doesn't want to hear I, from Boom Boom that much. Cable. <laughs> and we don't have cable to worry about. So this is like, I would say, the pure New Mutants, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, well, you know what's interesting about this era of New Mutants is 
it's it's an era without like you say it's without cable right i mean to some people they might argue just the fact of them having a some kind of adult guidance you know a headmaster uh uh, a war master, whatever you want to refer to them as, right? Like that, that, you know, there's the era of new mutants where professor Xavier was at the school with them the whole time. Right. And then, and then there's they're... the era where Magneto takes over as the headmaster. And, and by the end of Inferno, I mean, it's pretty clear, like they don't want to have anything to do with Magneto. So they go off on their own. Right. And, and, yeah. and that's kind of, this is a little bit before that, but but the point is, they were go because Magneto was the headmaster. They would go out on their own and sneak out and have their own adventures without any quote unquote adult supervision. So I mean, this this era, strictly speaking, were they they were teen heroes, but they were certainly operating, uh, you know, without any, you know, they 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 were they 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 did not they they were not under any supervision when they when this they did this in titans era I yeah guess. yeah yeah and then we get, I, I guess we could have the great debate you know because the, the 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 one thing that that even though nastier is is quote unquote the victor and unleashes the hordes of of demons from limbo on new york city we, we can also talk about how he he essentially gets a power up and 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 finally sort of defeats Sim in a way, you know. Well, yeah. At the end of this, it's like kind of a bait and switch. It seems like Nasir has overthought himself, where he might get destroyed. But in the first issue, Sim is very cocky about his transmode virus, and apparently, like I said, it's a bait and switch, like. Master says, like, you know, you can't infect me with that, you know. But then he allows him to infect him with it. And he becomes, instead of a green Nasir, a red Nasir. And he's got the transmode virus. And it's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, he, he gets that power up. So so you were saying, like, you, you prefer, like, if you if you had a Marvel legend of Nastier. You you would want the transmode virus, the red one, right? I I would I would like the the, the techno yeah organic transmode guy yeah. It's like you could do well because the thing about it is like if you do like both those characters, like you can't do a remold. He's got to be kind of metallic and have plates and shit. So, so and you're you're, you're saying you 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 don't even want just a recolor from one to the other because one would look organic and the other one would look kind of technological, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you they, did, they they probably they they probably could do something like shared parts where like maybe that if they you know made a head that was you know exclusive, right? Then then that could carry yeah. over but yeah yeah i mean you know that that i guess this is from a a a far far away era now so it's highly unlikely but i mean i i think it'd be cool to have like sim and nastier and guys like that you know well you know actually i was going to bring this up i don't want to bring it up before we started because we're talking about exterminators but like i know you're a huge magic man Oh yeah, you love yeah. Being young. And I know you 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 have like the one that they've released, and you're you're okay with it. You're okay with it. But what is the the Ilyana you want? What is the one you would love to have? You, the you perfect person. I mean, I don't even know if it needs to be a Marvel legend, but you know, I I I feel like if I ever got a commission of Ilyana, or or this could be a Marvel legend. You, you know, what's interesting in this, like she's full on demon, right? And I I don't know that I've ever liked the full on creep. I, I I don't know that I've ever liked the full on demon. Like I understand why it happens in this storyline and appreciate that, but you know the alpha. Yeah, well, the, 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 the... Uh, uh, the the dark child version. Yeah, I I kind of like the the halfway point, like like right before she turned into that kind of red demonic, you know, dark child look in this. Like I like the I guess you'd call it the soul sword armor, 
you know, like the it's like she she looked kind of demonic, like her she probably had like the little vampire fangs and and the horns and stuff, but she okay. she was mostly like her 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 body, you know, was covered in this like, you know, almost, you know, silver metallic armor. She had, you know, the the soul sword and 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 had her little headdress and everything. Like I I think I think that's the the one look that I'm you know, maybe a peculiar look that people aren't that familiar with, but that I really do like. I I think this is like a uh, a version that will never be made at all. But I always had like this weird appreciation of her the mutants costume, where they were all in the like the the yellow and blue. Oh yeah, yeah. There, but, I've seen like a lot of the soul sword, like armor, like arm with yeah, the soul sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a lot of people like make customs where they take the, you know, the Danny Moonstar and the cybernetic arm and the Ileana head and put it all together, and they've got their own little version of that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that version. I think one we, I guess, nobody likes is I, I, I guess, because I don't even like it, is Sorceress, like, hooded graduation costume, the red one, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I remember it. Like, see, that's the thing. Like, that, that, to me, is part of that same era where the kids in the costumes, like, like Cannonball's costume in this is from that same era where they, I, I kind of refer to it as yeah. the sneak-out costumes. Do you know what I mean? Like, they all... They were all moonlighting outside of Headmaster Magneto's, you know, supervision to, to go be superheroes and stuff. So and and I, I think eventually the more she entered limbo, the more that costume kind of fell by the wayside and she just had that, you know, I, I guess what I'm calling the, the soul sword armor look, you know. But yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting because like this. Uh, I, I like this miniseries. I have a lot of fond memories of this miniseries. It definitely, it's it's kind of a a prologue to Inferno, or at least it's a you know it does a lot, it does a lot of good storytelling to build up to a big yeah event. yeah it's 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 got it's got a lot of setup for for Inferno and 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 kind of yeah. you know introduces new readers to a lot of the players that are going to be involved in the... I don't do this anymore. They don't do that kind of work, you know? I mean, you know, like I, like I said, it's the, the, to me, the, the art is interesting. I, I do prefer the, the, what I can perceive as the Al Williamson inks rather than the Al Milgram inks. I'm not, I'm not the hugest, I'm not the hugest, John Bogdano fan, but I think it works for this. I mean, I think he does a good job with okay. with the uh, demons uh, and the kids and, and everything. Had Mark Silvestri on X Men. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Or or even you Walt know? Walt Simonson on X Factor, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had like two great artists. So I mean, like you know, what, what, I mean, do you, do you do you like? I mean, we don't know this. We're not in the comic biz. But do you think this was just thrown to John Bagnanoff? You know, Lee Simonson was like, you know, I don't write this. We need a, we need an artist. <laughs> I, I I could be wrong, but I I feel like they at least worked on Power Pack together. So I I think. I, I think so, maybe yeah. maybe it was by request, right? Like like Louis Simonson's like, I'm gonna do something with another group of kids, just like Power Pack. I want someone on this that can draw the kids really good, and that's that's John Bogdanov. I've worked with him before. Like that's that's what I would assume. I would I would assume there's a previous working relationship and sometimes people ask for that same creative collaboration, right? Like so that yeah, that yeah, that's it, what it, I would it, guess. It's told your druthers, it's like some people don't like Ty Templeton. You know, it's like they uh, they like him on animated Batman comics, but in his regular work, it's like, oh, I hate it. You know, like, I've heard people complain about Tom Grummet, you know, with some of his portrayals, you know, it's hmm. like... Well, I mean, I guess, I guess it, that, that's the thing, like, like, I guess, you know, you can, pe people can, I guess, not be a fan of somebody's style. I, I would never say, like, 
John Bogdanov's a bad artist or that that the storytelling is bad or that he's technically incompetent or anything like that. Like all, all I would say is I've just, you know, personally, I, I, I've never been a huge fan of his style. I do think the Al Williamson inks, you know, help with all the the demons and limbo stuff. It would have been nice if that had carried on through the entire miniseries because i i, I kind of think the al milgram stuff is it's it's fine it does the job but it, it's not as moody or uh stylistic i guess so I, it doesn't work as well for me yeah it, it, it's what you like because like i mean i hated joe kelly on batman i thought that looked like garbage i fucking hated that shit oh you mean kelly jones yeah. kelly jones yeah 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 okay Big ass fucking ears and like everything. Just well, like I mean, and and, and 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 I guess Kelly Jones and John Bogdanov, what they have in common is their their styles are larger than life, right? Like so, so if you if you yeah. love it, right, then then you you know you love it a hundred percent. But if if you're not if you're not keen on this style, right, like it's it's really like smack dab in your face. It's kind of hard to ignore, right? And the same time, me and you both, I think, really like Sam Keith, and he's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, and then that's that's a very specific style, right? And 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 again, it's very in your face, and you can't, you know, like if if you're not a fan of it, you can't escape it, and if you love it, you're just like, oh, this is so cool, right? Like, so, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. I, I I think just that's just brother. yeah, it's just the way the the cookie crumbles. Yeah, I I've, I've, I've actually heard in later years. People don't like Jim Lee. And I'm like, okay. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I could understand, like, I, I've, I've said, you know, I don't know about him drawing, you know, quote unquote, expressive characters. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, it's it, Jim Lee it, it draws some really cool looking stuff, I mean, but, but you're never going to, you're never going to have the same level of expression that, say, a, a Kevin McGuire has. And I think, I think, put it this way, if Jim Lee, did the art on X Terminators, it'd be a very different book because you wouldn't have all these, you know, pouty faced Artie and Leech shots or, or, or this kind of, you know, confused, you know, talky when his, his wheelchair is falling apart or, you know, this kind of stuck up, you know, boom, boom, when they're with all these preppy kids or what, you know what I mean? Like, 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 I don't, I don't know that, that he could have successfully conveyed the quote unquote acting that, that is going on in, in these Bogdanov images. I mean, say what you will, like, uh, you know, I, I can say, sit here all day long and say, I don't like the style, but I mean, I can tell when the kids are being pouty faced. I can tell when Taki's scared for the other yeah. babies, you know, that are being threatened by nastier, you know, like, so, I mean, you know, there, there, there's something to it, right? It, 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 yeah. It's, it's just like, I just had to look this up because I uh, enjoyed the run and the art, and I had to make sure I had the the uh, artist correctly, uh, you know, uh, credited. Frank Quietly is yeah. so good at facial expressions, and 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 that's another guy who whose style is very larger than life and in your face. And I've had, I've had countless fights with people, you know, I like Frank quietly, but there's, like you said, there's plenty of people out there. Like, oh, I don't know about that guy or, or, or they, they're not into the style. Right. And that's fine. But I mean, it, yeah. it, it's just, it, you know, to me, it's, you know, I'm not going to take away from, you know, some of the more positive aspects of it. And I, I do, I mean, I do believe this. I think, I think if Jim Lee drew X Terminators, you, you wouldn't have the same level of expression and acting that's going on in, in X Terminators as it stands now. Right. And, and sadly, X Terminators would probably still be one of the biggest teams in the world right now. If he did it, mm, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It was in his heyday, but yeah. I will say this though. The reason I brought this series up is because I have, as I told Derek, probably the most comprehensive knowledge of this arc as far as a lot of the uh, big series events. Another one we should do, Derek, by the way, is Age of Apocalypse. We'll talk about that later. But uh, this was a great, like, there's fill-in issues that don't mean anything. They don't contribute to the story at all in these mega events. You know, it's like 
oh, you could read that. But seriously, if you didn't read Exterminators and then you see Naster show up in X-Men or X-Factor, you'd be like, who the fuck is this guy? Here's where he shows up. This is the the, the debut of, you know, Nastier. Yeah, it yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it's actually something that is actually noteworthy. And it actually does progress the storyline very well, you know, with the, the 13 babies, you know, we have to, it's a very occult storyline. It's very cool. And that's, that's like something a lot of event comics don't do properly. I think, I think this is, if you read Inferno, if you go back right now, listeners, and you want to like get the entire Inferno experience, you don't have to read the Daredevil comic. You don't have to read the Spider-Man crossover. They're 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 great. You'll 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 probably enjoy them. You know, I have no problem with anyone wanting to to read those tie-ins. You, you don't have like, to read. I, you don't have to read Jarvis like hitting people with his umbrella in Avengers. Yeah, but if you want like the Inferno storyline, X Factor, X Men, New Mutants. And exterminators. I think yeah, that's, that's yeah. You you fair. do. I mean, this this is fairly essential to that. I feel like because if you don't, if you, you this is kind of the building blocks of that. And then and then once once this miniseries ends, the the event has officially exploded, right? And then and then from there, like you know, the the X Men X Factor, you know, that's you know, and New Mutants. Those those are the ones that are the the primary movers and shakers obviously like you said this is a this is definitely a a, a summer x-men event right yeah yeah this is and we're getting into summer so you know get a little bit hotter so i mean you know set the stage yeah, yeah. you guys big comic readers set the stage for inferno read the whole inferno arc you know uh, it's it's, it's a, a fun good... yeah it's a fun i i it's one of my favorite x-men stories i mean i i i think i'm i'm biased you know i have that nostalgia because i was reading these comics you know as they were coming out off the stands oh. or in comic stores or what have you you know and i guess i you know i was of that teenage angsty teenager type you know mentality where i think i you know i most people i guess you know these days they want to you know uh <laughs> judge cyclops and be like oh he left his wife for gene gray and all this stuff but i was i was kind of into all the angsty you know he couldn't decide between you know the, the it was like the, the the woman he loved came back to life and then he had you know his uh his wife and kid in in anchorage but then you know they do all this stuff where she gets with havoc and you know it just turns into this whole kind of you know to dramas well i mean this this is probably like the uh for all the people who uh joke about mr sinister that's a stupid name ha 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 it's like nathaniel essex hates the fucking summers clan for some goddamn reason i don't even know if we've actually ever figured it out why but like this is where like you get that Mr. Sinister introduction where he's like, you know, like, I hate Scott Summers, but I want him in my gene pool. And like, I made Madeline Pryor to fuck with you. And like, what the fuck is your problem, dude? Yeah. He, he is a nut bar. He's, he's crazy. Yeah. It's interesting because the, the other thing I was noticing, I was trying to pay attention to like, you know, what, you know, I know, I know you mentioned, you know, Fire Fist's cinematic debut in Deadpool 2, but I, I was trying to think of like other stuff in, in more modern comics maybe that you haven't read or hadn't heard of and things like that. I mean, you, you know, I've barely scratched this, but uh, Justin mentioned it to me when when I said we were going to talk about this, but Wizkid, Taki, he's he's actually in the the new Sword comic because the, the new Sword comic is tied to that that whole... I guess uh, Krakoan era of X Men, you know the the whole you know they they all live on Krakoa and that kind of deal, and and I guess there's a contingent of mutants 
that are on a sword space station with Abigail Brand. And one of those who's like the primary reason why that mutant space station works is, is Taki. And he's, he's, he's actually uh, older, you know, in that, like, it's interesting. He, he's, he's probably closer to the age of Richter in that. Whereas in this, he's, you know, so like he's grown up a bit, you know, right? So it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. So that's yeah. kind of, you know, that's kind of where he lands. I mean, I, I'm guessing, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what else happens to some of these. Like, I know, I know Boom Boom, you know, becomes Meltdown and is with the greatest Marvel series of all time, the next wave, right? There's, there's that aspect. I mean, she's, she's, you know, she does end up being in various incarnations of X Force and stuff. Uh, Rusty's dead. <laughs> is, is Skids dead too? I don't know about Skids. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember I don't about that stuff. Either. I don't know if they, they, they showed up either. Richter, uh, is fucking everybody. Richter was in Peter David's X Factor. We'll just leave it at that. Let me see Skids. Uh, yeah, I know see. Rusty died. I don't know about Skids. I don't know about Skids Blevins or Artie and Leech. I know, I know, I know Leech showed up in an X Men movie. That's about it. He 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 was the mutant cure. Yeah, his last man. Yeah, he he was he was literally in the I'm the Juggernaut bitch movie. Yes. They could have made him look grosser though. He just looked like a kid. I'm like, make that kid look gross. Fuck it. Go all in. Damn it. Well, it looks like after she did the MLF or the, the 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 mutant liberation front thing, she became an acolyte. It looks like, uh, but then let's see, then she was a college student trying to rebuild her life. Uh, she was part of the X Corporation, uh, which I probably forgot about. Uh, And then they say something about she was, she was with Shield. Hmm. So, Skids becomes an agent of Shield, and is assigned to pose as an operative of Mask's splinter group of Morlocks, who attempt to carry out the designs of the late Morlock precognitive QWERTY. Okay, interesting. So, uh, well, she's she's not dead, I guess. Good on her. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I guess I, you know, I don't know. I just figured it'd be fun to to discuss what became of some of these characters and stuff like that. Oh, so Rusty, Rusty, Rusty was killed by Holocaust. Uh, well, on uh, Nemesis, it's not. Can't call him Holocaust, Eric. <laughs> well, yeah, the toys, the toys, Nemesis. You know, it's it's funny because I think he must have come back in not not like really come back, come back, but there was a necrotia like where all the the dead x-men were coming back as like zombies and shit like i think he was he was part of that too a lot of, a lot of these characters did go on to do some pretty important things as far as like they they didn't go away so i mean you know i mean you know like the, the, there's never a time where you can dismiss any character they might be brought back anytime and that's why i brought up rusty firefest because even though he was a short little chubby dude who's 13 years old in Deadpool, the second movie, that's a callback. It's Rusty, I guess. He got more screen time than all the other Exterminators, so good on him. <laughs> <laughs> Go Exterminators. Awesome. <laughs> right? Awesome. Well, uh, you I... star in that fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's Deadpool's uh, sidekick or whatever. So like it's it's really a dense idea, but it's a fun read. That's what I like about it so much. It's not a hard read. You don't ever feel like you're getting pummeled over the head. Everything reads really well, I think. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, you know, like I said, I'm biased, but I I I enjoy the hell out of Inferno, and uh, this this limited series is is essentially what kicks it off. So. I mean, you're you if if you're gonna read Inferno, you gotta touch on the Exterminators at some point. So yeah, exactly. So for uh, 2022, I want my Wizkid figure. Thank you, Hasbro. <laughs> get, get that Wizkid. 
get get we, and get uh, get our sim and nastier nastier build the figures, right? Right. You know what? I mean, seriously, sim needs a figure like three years ago. Yeah. Did I did I tell you this? I think I told you this before. I I I took a He-Man Webster and I painted him purple and that was my that was my sim. Oh, nice. I mean, Webster kind of Webster kind of fits a little bit. A little bit. I mean, he's got those kind of spiky he's horny good. things on his head, you know. He's got ears. Got red eyes, yeah. You need you need a good vest though. You need a good vest. A good vest and little tiny boy shorts. There you go. And a nice tail. And a nice tail. All right. Well, I mean, I I think I think we covered it, right? So, if anyone has any comments, questions, and or concerns, if uh, the Fire Fist from Deadpool Two is like your favorite Rusty ever, you can send us angry emails at fanholespodcast at gmail dot com. The backlog of episodes of comics, motherfucker, do you read them? Are over on the fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. We're on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, and retweets that we receive. We can be streamed all over the place. We're on Apple Podcasts. We can be streamed on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and Amazon Music. So until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC. I, I, I would not mistake Artie and Leech and WizKid for babies. So signing off. All right. And this is Tony. And if you want to make me happy, we could do more Inferno. If you want me to be really happy, we could do Age of Apocalypse. And if you want to see a sad Tony, we could do the Executioner's song. And this is Tony. 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 Bitch, please. But the only thing you can't steal was came out the play. Stay out my way, motherfucker. We gonna fuck. Then we gonna fall. Then we let it pop. Don't let it go. Let's go give it to you. We gon' give it to you. Let's go give it to you. We gon' give it to you. But we gonna fuck. I mean, what what happens in the executioner song? Like, Professor X gets shot, but but they think it's Cable, but it's Strife, and then there's like thirteen more chapters of fucking nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I think Wizard said it best. Is like, uh, Strife is like Cable's. No, Clone is Strife's Cable. (laughs) Is is that executioner character actually in executioner song? Or is he in some other story? No, he's in there. He's yeah. like this weird. He's like I don't know. It's like he's like some weird fat guy who hates mutants and like I don't I don't even know. I mean, I didn't read the fucking thing. I heard it was terrible. It came with collector cards. That's all I know. I think I had it. I mean, I just I barely can remember anything about it because clearly I I was not like super invested in it. I I remember I remember it looked like Cable shot Professor X in the head. But then it turned out to be Strife dressed up like Cable. And that's basically all I remember, really. So you just put on a coat. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? It's a cloud. It's like I, did, I, I had to dress up like Cable. Put on a jacket. <laughs> wow. <laughs>